0: TERRORISM AT THE BOWLING ALLEY The year we were sophomores, my best friend in high school and I were left unattended for the weekend by our parents. I had a brilliant idea. "'Harold, you know what would be neat?' I didn't wait for him to respond. I plunged ahead. "'What if we chunked a smoke bomb in the bowling alley? That would be hysterical. All those old people would go nuts.' Harold thought about it for a minute and grinned. "'Yeah, that would be pretty funny. Let's do it.' "'My hapless parents had gifted me with a 1950 cream-colored Dodge sedan. "'The car came with strict guidelines for my mother,' she commanded. "'I was against your father buying you this car. You're not even old enough to drive. "'You are not to drive this car without an adult present.' I protested. "'I've got my learner's permit,' and she quickly cut in. "'Yes, and it says you have to have a licensed driver in the car to be legal. And that doesn't mean one of your buddies who has a license. You have to have either me or your father in the car to drive it.' When Harold saw me fish my keys out of my pocket, he reminded me, "'What about your mom? Don't you remember what she told you about driving the car?' and I stubbornly responded, "'Hey, it's my car, I'll drive it if I want to, and besides, when my mom and dad see how hilarious it was, they'll be okay with it.' Harold looked at me. Neither one of us believed my bullshit. "'We arrived at the bowling alley in my steel tank. Cars were actually built to last back then, not that styrofoam crap that passes for car bodies these days. I involuntarily tested that old Dodge out at a later date, rolling it twice.' "'not a dent in either it or me. "'I was invincible. "'Harold went inside to briefly case the joint "'and came back with an all-clear thumbs-up, "'and he said, "'Those old people don't expect a thing. "'They'll never know what hit them.' "'We both giggled at the thought of the effects "'our prank would have. "'I backed up the old Dodge to the side door, "'stayed behind the wheel, and left the car running. "'The passenger side door was left open "'to ensure a smooth getaway.' Harold lit the fuse on the smoke bomb and jerked the door open. Evidently, stealth wasn't Harold's strong suit, as the manager stood in the doorway, facing us. Harold panicked. After mentally processing his options, his logic dictated that our best chance for survival was to roll the smoke bomb between the manager's legs and sprint back to the moving car. The original plan didn't call for the car to be moving, Harold was a two-way starter on our school's football team, fullback and linebacker. The boy could run, but it wasn't a sure thing that he could catch the old dodge as I was torn between either spending the rest of my life in prison or saving my best buddy. With my foot alternating between the gas and the brake, Harold finally threw himself through the open door of the lurching vehicle. My pedal went to the metal as we sped to the sanctuary of Harold's house. We rode in silence for the entire ten minute trip. I pulled in his driveway as we bailed out and ran inside to safety. We sat in the darkness of the living room, our eyes big as saucers at our narrow escape. We still hadn't said a word. Our adrenaline levels were spiked to the max. In two minutes, the doorbell rang. Harold gave me a horrified look, and I said in a stage whisper, It's your dang house. Open the door. Pointing at the street, the strange man at the door asked, "'Is that your car?' Harold could see the nose of the Dodge in the street. "'Yes, sir.' The man replied, "'Well, move it. It's got traffic blocked, and I'm trying to get by.' I had forgotten to engage the gears or put on the emergency brake. The Dodge had rolled backward and formed its own blockade." If someone had been pursuing us, it would have been a simple matter to find us. They couldn't continue down the street without talking to us. Somehow the bowling alley manager had managed to identify us. The dude must have been clairvoyant and called her dads on Monday. All four of us were required to attend a meeting with the manager or face prosecution. The lectures we got from both sets of parents were epic. Our dads weren't real pleased to begin with and them having to miss work just compounded our transgressions. The fear of our dads motivated us to issue sworn statements that we would never do anything wrong again for the rest of our lives. Our apologies would have brought a tear to even the most hardened of judges. They were worthy of someone trying to avoid death row.